You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Los amigos, it is another day. Looking forward to our conversation. As always, appreciate you tuning us in. On the Upper Cervical Family Cat Project Hotline, it is the Sports Hangover. At GCAT underscore 17, the way to follow me on Twitter, at ESPN Radio NOLA, the way to follow the station, and also to get involved in our questions of the day that we do daily. Buddy, we'll be taking your phone calls over in the LaRose studios, so we have a ton to kind of get into here. We got some things to chat about when it comes to the New Orleans Saints in terms of the... Senior Bowl practices are up and running, so they have started and they are practicing currently. Over the next couple of days, you will hear from Mickey Loomis. He tends to speak there as well. And a couple of other things uh, to keep an eye on. So John Sigler, Saints Wire, is going to join us at 115. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, some of the things that he's keeping an eye on and, and something that popped up on ESPN.com, their top 50 Available free agents. And one may surprise you where he's listed. And does it make you think that maybe the Saints should do something with this particular Saints defensive player that maybe I don't know if you thought about or not? So we'll get into that here as well. Plus the very latest when it comes to Deshaun Payton. Where is he coaching? Is he coaching? Is he not coaching things there? Um I'll, I'll just play some sound from a couple of shows and a couple of guys, uh, like Ian Rappaport and such, that kind of maybe give you an idea. Oh, where is it going on? I don't know. Pelicans taking on the Denver Nuggets tonight. It is the second game of a doubleheader on TNT nationally. So if you want to watch that game, that's where you can go watch it. Of course, you can listen to it on the Pelicans radio network. Um, oh, by the way, Luka Dantich, Mr. Professor, if we welcome you to the show. He um he suffered an ankle sprain over the weekend and you know um unlike Pell's players where they don't you know they don't come back rather quickly a little bit after injuries uh he missed one game came back last night and dropped 50 50 oh boy so so chances are you will see him Thursday in Dallas when they host your New Orleans Pelicans by the way uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron appeared to be healthy for tonight's game in Madison Square Garden. They didn't play yesterday against the Brooklyn Nets, but uh, miraculously have healed, and they're better to go now, and they will uh, take center stage at MSG. I have Kyrie Irving's thoughts on, look, it is what it is. Players resting on back-to-backs. Look, I, the Pels didn't have C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. On the second half of a back-to-back, it's just it's what this league is right now. And um, but his thoughts on it because he's the vice president. Maybe a lot of people don't know that C.J. McCollum's the president. Kyrie Irving's the VP of the Players Association, so right. he gives his thoughts a little bit on that here as well. How are you today, sir? Doing well, my friend. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Um. So look, I 
I think it's interesting in the next two weeks, a lot, and there's a lot, right? There's a lot. Because uh, one of the things that John tweeted this morning, we'll talk to him about it next hour, is, you know, the positions that need attention, addressing, upgrading, what have you. And, I mean, it's just the team. <laughs> I mean, you know, when it comes to the Saints, and you look at it in draft capital and, you know, the the cap came out yesterday, the the real numbers and all of that. It's just a matter now of, right, waiting and then sort of deciding. I, I do think in the grand scale of retooling, rebuilding, re-outfitting, however you want to look at your Saints team, what Sean Payton does does matter, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It, it has a lot to do with what the the Saints are going to be able to do in the off season with picks and players and that kind of thing. It kind of it sets them up one way or the other. So it is very important to the Saints what happens with Sean Payton, and uh, apparently the talk is picked up in a couple of different areas on that front. Yeah, it has, and 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 we'll go into that next segment in terms of the possibilities. But that I mean, it look the Cardinals yesterday. Decided to go interview somebody else. So you would think, as Ian Rappaport said earlier uh, today on the Pat McAfee show, you wouldn't do that if Sean Payton was your guy and you had locked him in and, and that's where he wanted to go. It keeps circling back to the Denver Broncos. And what's interesting and odd about this is on Monday, apparently they flew to meet Jim Harbaugh. First time they did that face-to-face, but... No deal. So, I, is this a two coach race? Is this not? I, I this is very odd. I, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, in a lot of this, you have to not only have to consider what the teams want, but what do the coaches want? Like, does Harbaugh want to be there? Does Sean Payton want to be there? You know, the talk has kind of picked up with a lot of people of Sean Payton possibly just wanting to stay on TV, not feeling that any situation that's open right now is the right situation for him. Because you got to think if you're Sean, you don't want to just come back to any situation. You want to come back to the right situation. And we've seen that Denver uh, has confounded some coaches over the past couple of years. Hadn't really been the right situation for a lot of guys. Um, so maybe it's not just them trying to figure out who they want, but the coach is trying to figure out, do I want to be there? So it, I, I think it kind of goes both ways, but it's a very interesting scenario for anybody. And it's, it's fun for us, you know, when you don't have you, it's two weeks until another NFL game. So we, we, we got to find something to talk about, right? Right. Yeah. I guess that will, that's what it boils down to. The salary cap has been set as of yesterday, 224.8 million. The previous cap. Uh, set last year, 208.2 million. So a couple of those TV deals, right? Maybe help that cap go up. That can only help the Saints, right? That the cap's gone up that much there from 208 to 224. So it's more than 16 million. It's what have increased. Obviously, you're going to see a lot of different numbers, how they can get back under it and things of that nature. Maybe this might make a difference. And what I mean by that is one of the things is what do you do with Marcus Davenport? ESPN put out a top ranking, top 50 available players. Um, and Marcus Davenport's in there. Top 50 available players. Uh, 
Are you surprised? Nick, he's 20. He's number 20. He's the 20th top out of 50. Uh, the write-up is small on him. It says Davenport's injury history and lack of sack production this season, a half a sack, clouds his grade for free agency. But if you look at his numbers from 2021, nine sacks, three forced fumbles, plus his physical traits, 6'6", 262, we know he'll have multiple suitors in free agency. He can play in both base and sub fronts, and he has the skills to rush the power or set an edge in the run game. Despite Davenport's low sack total, his 20 pressures this season, points his ability to disrupt the pocket, even if he doesn't always get home. What's your overall view on Marcus Davenport? Because I read that, and yeah, I mean, those are statistical facts and things of that nature, but I can't get over the fact that in a meaningless game, not only was Peyton Turner, you know, benched, but... Marcus Davenport in one of the latter games, he, he, he was, he was second string. He wasn't a starter. You know? Well, I think a couple of, a couple of factors go into play with this. Uh, one is his age. You know, Davenport being 27, uh, it means a lot. You know, he's got a, a few miles left to go on the tires. Uh, so that plays into it. I think that it's a fair, Ranking when you look at the uh, free agent class and who else is available, especially at that position. Uh, and you have to look at upside. You know, we look at it a lot with college players, but you look at it sometimes with your NFL players as well. You look at the upside for Marcus Davenport and he, he has some. Uh, we've seen how he's able to produce. Now, everything that you said, I'm not disagreeing with anything sure. that you said. That is true. You know, he, there have been times in his career where you look at it and say, you know, there could, there could be better options out there. There probably are, but we're in a league where they're going to spend money on guys based on the potential of what they could do and how they fit into the scheme. So there are going to be people who look at Mark and that look, look at Marcus Davenport and say, you know, he's worth the money that he's asking for. He's worth the money that we're, we're willing to pay him because of what he can do alongside the other players that we have on our team. So if you look at other teams that have a need at his position and how he would fit with those teams, right. good reason as to why he'd probably be sought after in this offseason. One of the things that I also find interesting too is the fact that Ian Rappaport again, you know, saying that it's, it's likely going to be Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton, uh, in Denver. So that's getting a lot of play. Like you're talking about the Davenport thing is going to be, I, I just think there's so many decisions this team has to sort of make. And I, I just, it keeps coming back down to this, professor. Where do the Saints feel they are? I mean, if they feel they're closer, as Mickey Loomis said a couple of weeks ago, to competing for a championship than not, then they go all in, right? In terms of trying to keep their first round pick, um, maybe if Sean Payton does take a job and you get some draft capital, maybe that allows you to maybe look at doing more things within your roster and your team or not. I don't know. And then, it goes back to quarterback because that's our question of the day today. Yes. Question of the day on the sports hangover. Uh, uh, are, well, are you interested? Are you for or against the Derek Carr trade? Is it something that you 
believe the saints should do or shouldn't do. And whatever it is, present your case. For what sides you're on, you can either call us on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line at 800-998-1003, or you can comment on the Twitter page at ESPN Radio NOLA, uh, as we've already had a couple of comments, one from Corey uh, with a scene from the Wolf of Wall Street saying, absolutely effing not, and uh, Michael... <laughs> Yo, uh, saying no trade. He's not worth forty million a year. So it, we've already got a, a little bit of action on the Twitter page. Okay. So, ESPN Radio Nola, or give us a call eight hundred nine nine eight one thousand three Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line. This is why I, I brought it up today. This is Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, on what's going on with the Derek Carr situation. Because guess what happened this morning? Um, your buddy old pal Josh Allen decided he'd rather go to Cancun or something. He's not going to Pro Bowl. That opened right. up a spot. Derek Carr is now a pro bowler. <laughs> I'm just saying because, hey, I'm his agent. I'm negotiating. Uh, you mean uh pro bowl quarterback, Derek Carr. Well, what's your offer, uh, right? guys originally voted in as AFC quarterback. Hey. hey. Of course, you got uh your boy uh Kermit the Frog that's quarterbacking for the Kansas City Chiefs, who uh, isn't going to be able to play in the Pro Bowl. Uh, the kid uh, Herbert, the kid out in San Diego, uh, uh, excuse me, Los Angeles. Yeah. Chart. Um, surgery, so he can't play. And Josh Allen would rather do anything else but be there. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, of course, doesn't want to be there. Josh Allen doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So yeah. Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. How many touchdowns this season? Two. Tyler. Huntley. You got Tyler Huntley, Derek Carr, and who's the other one? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I get. Trevor Lawrence, I get. Although he threw a ton of interceptions this season, too. But two. I, two touchdowns gets you in the Pro Bowl. Huntley. Come <laughs> on, man. Pro Bowl's a joke. Even in the black football game this uh, year. Until it comes down to negotiations. Then you can throw that in there, right? Here's what Jeremy Fowler had to say on the Derek Carr situation. So this is a trade that needs to happen relatively soon because he's got that $40 million in guarantees that kicks in shortly after the Super Bowl. So I'm told that this trade talk hasn't really sparked yet, but in the next few weeks it definitely will. So the Raiders are in control of the trade, but Carr has a no-trade clause. So they have to decide how much they want to get Carr involved in those talks, if he can go initiate a trade with another team. So it's my understanding that a lot of these dominoes have to fall Senior Bowl coming up this week. That's usually a place where teams like to meet and, and debate and mm-hmm. talk about possibilities. So things could heat up here soon. So there's two things. There's two other elements that I think, again, variables that, that, that have to deal with where a car goes, right? Um, you look at San Francisco. Going into this weekend's games, Nick, they they were in the, hey, we, we got quarterbacks galore. Brock Purdy, we may stay with him. Trade us for Jimmy G. You want to trade for Trey Lance? That's fine. Well, he tours UCL. That's six months. So, <laughs> um, it doesn't look like Jimmy G is coming back. There's a tie to the Jets, but the Jets hire Nathaniel Hackett, Dan Graziano. I mean, when you think about the, their need, uh, the strength of their roster otherwise, the connections uh, he has on the coaching staff, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. If he ends up being traded, I, I think that's a that's a spot a lot of people are watching very closely. So I'm trying to connect dots here with teams that need quarterbacks that can't maybe get them, Nick, in the draft, right? Because, like, the Colts. The Colts are a team that are in need of a quarterback, right? So I I think when you look at 
that that's one element of it, but can they maybe – the Texans need a quarterback. They're picking two. They'll they'll have a chance to, to get a quarterback there. The Colts pick four, so they're probably are going with a young quarterback there, especially since they've been going the veteran route, right, the last couple of seasons and had to work. Seattle – they're fifth. They maybe want a quarterback there. The Panthers are ninth. They maybe want a quarterback there. Do they go with a Derek Carr, a Jimmy G that could be available? I just think if you're the Saints, you're not going to be alone for him unless you make an offer that the Raiders and Carr can't refuse, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you can go uh QB in the draft. There are a couple of guys in the draft this year that could – Possibly, you know, you got your Bryce Young and your CJ Stroud, uh, Anthony Richardson. You got the guys there, uh, but there are some who are going to want an established, somewhat established, you know, veteran QB, and Derek Carr is going to be your guy for a lot of teams. Uh, I don't know if the Saints would be one of those guys, but that was one of the dudes on the list that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago that would be available that the Saints could possibly get. So, I mean, it's it, it's up in the air, so in the realm of possibility, it just depends on what you want. It's going to be a very interesting two weeks moving forward. Nick, uh, we'll chat with you a little bit later this hour. We come back. I'll play the very latest from Sean Payton, and you can make your decisions here as well. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's Gus Gell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the Enview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Dennis in Delaware has something to say. When Keyshawn has a little gray hair on the side of his head. He looks like Denzel. He does not look like Denzel Washington. Stop, Dennis. Dennis. Next caller. Denzel Washington. Get the America's caddy, Michael Collins, the golf analyst. Key was man, you look like if Denzel and Larry Johnson's grandma had a baby, man. You look good. I see Key, and I see Key, and I want to just go. Denzel Let me tell you, I met Denzel earlier this summer, and when he came out and he looked at me and he goes, "My man, when you go with Stephen A. Smith, man, I like that." And I was just like, "Yeah!" I turned into him. I went fanboy crazy. Yeah, so hey, that's a compliment, my man. G.J. and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All righty. Let's see what happens here moving forward. 800-998-1003. What do the Saints do if Sean doesn't? 
take a job or get offered a job. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, he hasn't been offered anything. He hasn't turned anything down, right? So let's get you caught up on, on the on, on the latest here. here. Here's Adam Schefter, and this was yesterday on the Pat McAfee show when it comes to Arizona. Indianapolis, Denver, and Arizona. Um, Arizona reached out this morning to Lou Anarumo, so that would tell you that they probably don't believe that they're going to be in a position to close on Sean Payton huh. uh, because they wouldn't be making other calls and reaching out to other candidates at this point in time if that were the case. Now, where they wind up, I don't know. I think Brian Flores would be outstanding. I think Aaron Glenn would be outstanding. Luana Rumo would make a lot of sense. They have some guys that obviously would be pretty strong there in Arizona. All right, so that's what he's thinking, and I'm the same way too. Why, why would you, again, no, no offense to Lou, but Sean Payton and Lou, right? I, I'm just, if you're going in that direction, you're getting a sense that maybe Sean's leaning one way or the other and it isn't towards you. Tony Renk is a Broncos insider for Channel 7 in Denver. He also hosts the Broncos podcast. And uh, he's an insider for 104.3 The Fan as well. 2019 Colorado Sportscaster of the Year. Probably in tune with the Denver situation. This is what he put out two hours ago. The Broncos coaching search has been methodical and a bit unpredictable. But let's be honest. If the Broncos are going to take a big swing, and that's what my sources say, then it looks like the last remaining candidate is Sean Payton. He has the best resume. He started this process as the front runner. In New Orleans, he won a Super Bowl, he won seven division crowns, and he had the highest scoring offense for 14 years of his 15-year tenure there. He also knows how to work with possibly a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. He did it with Drew Brees. Now, they have a dramatically different skill set, but the two know each other, and Wilson would embrace the challenge of being coached by Peyton. Now, it comes with complications. It's going to sting in terms of draft pick compensation, a first-rounder, maybe a third-rounder. But when I look at everything left, I suggest that it comes back to Sean Payton. So as this Broncos coaching search continues to move forward, there is one name who's won, who's won a title, who has a Super Bowl ring, and is available. It's complicated, but he's sitting there. That would be Sean Payton. So when I look at it, and I'm trying to make sense of this, it actually is pretty sensical to what we've been talking about. You have to, at the end of the day, if you're Denver, or whoever it is that's interviewed Sean Payton, Carolina interviewed him as well, Texans interviewed him as well. By the way, D'Amico Ryans, um, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, met for the second time with the Texans this morning with top brass. There is absolute belief that he will be the next head coach of the Texans there. I honestly think it comes down to are you willing or not to pay the compensation? I think Sean Payton would have already been a head coach either at Denver or elsewhere if he was a free agent or he'd gotten fired. If there wasn't draft compensation attached to it, right? Doesn't that make sense? I mean, I think we could all see that, right? I think that's why if you're Denver, you're looking at a former NFL head coach as well in Harbaugh, a guy that, you know, can work with an offense as well. So that's kind of the requirement 
culture, all those things that you sort of need to establish in Denver, the guy coached in the Super Bowl, that that fills that requirement. And Jim doesn't come with having to give up draft picks, which is why I think there, I, I think there is, despite what Sean was trying to say on Fox or on Twitter that there isn't a, a splits between ownership or things of that nature. I, I think there very well can be a situation where at the board table in the office, you know, you have somebody that says, Hey, look, man, I, I love Sean. Sean's great. Meeting went great, but man, you got to give up a lot for him and he wants 20 to 25 million. Like, is that something we want to do? Jim Harbaugh isn't going to be. 20 to 25 million and we don't have to give up any draft capital. Let's go make sure again that he doesn't want to be the head coach here. I, I very, I think if he's offered the job, I think Sean takes Denver. I think he does want to work with Russell Wilson. I think he doesn't mind the money if that happens and they come to it. And if you're a Saints fan, I know it's not that high first round pick you want. He's in the AFC, though. You get something forward, you move on. I think if you're a situation where he doesn't go, I don't know what it's going to be next year. Right? So Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show a little bit ago, about 41 minutes ago, had this to say. And we'll see. Look, if Sean paid me $25 million, that is awesome, and he should get it. Because... My guess is he'll be worth it. Like he's a very good coach, very very good coach. Solid. So, look at their look at their situation. There are two things that are, could be happening right now, and they are opposite. One is Denver is collecting itself and getting ready to put in new slips to restart their search, or they are going to someone who has not yet been eliminated. Many of the candidates have been eliminated. Um, when Harbaugh officially signs his deal, I will eliminate him. But I don't think that's been eliminated a thousand percent. And Sean Payton has not been eliminated. So, so I, I think it does. It comes down to who wants it. Um, if Jim wants it, I think they go at Harbaugh because he don't have to pay the draft compensation. And if he doesn't, I think they're gonna go all in on Sean. I guess I, I I don't know. It just really seems like it's the Denver situation. Uptown Ruler got about four minutes before we get to our first guest of the day, and it's Todd Graffinini. What you got for us, man? Hello, Uptown Ruler. Runs out of, see if it's run out of time. How long? Hey, buddy. How long this is going to last? I mean, I say next year we doesn't get one, or no. next year we didn't, or we don't get any draft choices from Sean. I mean, does he do this last as long as Sean Payton is is is, is up on the contract? Correct. With the Saints, and do they have a time limit yes. on that? He has two years remaining on his deal, so this year and next year. Okay, but do they have a time limit on them? Meaning, I just told you, yeah, after two out. years, yeah, if he doesn't, my understanding is when that contract comes up, then he can be a free agent. The problem is, though, if he waits another two seasons for that to happen, out of sight, out of mind, right? I mean, are you still, I, I look at it like this. I still think even next year, there's going to be interest in him. And I still think you can get something for him. I, I don't know. 
And I know we kind of floated that out there that maybe it's not going to be as high. Let me tell you something. If the Cowboys flounder next year, and I know you don't want to see that. Oh, but please, please. I, I know, but I'm just saying, if the Chargers and, and Kellen Moore don't make it up there, I mean, what, are, are they not going to go after him? You know, you get what I'm getting at? I still think there's going to be yeah. a market for him, and I still think teams that, you know, are looking for coaches and, and want it are, are – it all depends about how desperate and where they want to go. I mean, when you look at the the Panthers and some of these other teams, it, it's it, it's. I think it boils down to to how I feel, man. Do you want to pay what it takes to get him? If there was no first round draft pick compensation, it was. I, I don't. I don't. It's not the money. All these owners are, are rich and billionaires. Even even Rappaport was saying it with Pat McAfee. The money's not the issue. I think the issue is compensation. If there wasn't that well, higher look, compensation, they, Sean would have been higher. Well, look, already. can they offer? Can they offer Saints? Can they offer the Saints the money, and they have a choice of uh, picking their own choice of mm-hmm. draft choice, or is this just basically a contract uh, deal where 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 Sean has to go? Sean decides he's going to coach to another team. Can they swap it out with money? Like instead of getting a first round pick, you want them to give them cash. What we we can get the cash, okay? We can get the cash, and we have a choice of picking our own. No, uh, say quarterback, a, <laughs> running back, or something like that. Like you want I mean, to be? I, know no, they I, need a I don't think. I don't think they can give. I think it has to be draft picks. I, I don't think you can just okay, write a, a four million dollar check let to me, the Saints and say go ahead and use it in, in the cap. That's that's not how it works. Okay, let me ask. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Can the Saints? I know the Saints need a quarterback. They definitely need a quarterback because I don't think Jameis Winston's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he is, he don't want to play second. He don't want to play third string, and he don't want to play second string. He wants to be number one. So the thing is, here's the question. Do they have, can they go pick a number one quarterback or can they trade? I know they can't trade for a number one quarterback because all they, all they draft, draft choices are used up. But can they, uh, trade someone to get a number one quarterback? No, no, I, look, it, that's not how it works. It's whatever the team's draft pick is. Or they have at their disposal. That's what they can deal with. So, I mean, I would ask for two number ones. Well, if that's, I was that's reportedly what Mickey is asking, and I think that's that could be part of it as well. You could also look at it like this: maybe Sean. It, I, there, I I spoke about this last week. I really, honestly think he would have loved to have coached the Chargers. And I know everyone's saying is the Cowboys, and I think he'd have given that some thought, and I'm sure he wouldn't have turned it down if it was offered. But I wondered last week, when it comes to these interviews, if it came across as his heart is not completely in it and invested, and it's, it's just a job for him, right? I mean, in an interviewing process, the people that interview, they want to know that you're, you're willing to give what it takes, that this matters to you. You know, you're, you're going to go from who that to keep pounding if you're the Panthers to whatever it is with the Texans say, all of that. And, you know, and, and I wonder, that's why I think Sean says, Hey, look, I, I'm fine with the desk. And he keeps saying he's going to be picky and choosy. I, I, I don't know if it's just, he just wants any job available. I, I think he specifically wanted some that maybe they didn't open up. 
So, look, uh, let me say this this way. I wouldn't accept a garbage can from Dallas, from Texas, from, from the Cowboys. I wouldn't even accept a garbage can because not even, not remember, they dra- can. remember, huh? <laughs> not a garbage can? Go ahead. No, I said not, not even, even a garbage, a garbage can. can. Okay. I wouldn't even accept anything from Dallas because Dallas rigged us on Steve Walsh, mm-hmm. okay? They steeped us. Uh, they, they 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 stiffed us on the linebacker. Okay, and I mean you, you just don't go back into a deal where the team has done you wrong. No, I, look, I, I hear you. I, I got to hit the break, but he, here's here's the thing. And look, he he has leverage because he has to choose the team. So if it is Dallas, yeah, I know he if has, it's the Panthers. It, I mean, it, it's up to you to decide what that compensation is, but. You, you can't. I mean, I would feel safe accepting something from the Panthers because I never had. We never had no bad choices. Well, it wouldn't be players, Panthers, Uptown Ruler. So the difference is, it wouldn't be players. It would be comp. It would be picks, and it'd be up to you to, to pick the right. It would be picks. Hey, man, thank you for right, the phone right. call. Would, Always would, a pleasure. I gotta go. I gotta go. Right, to the ground. Right, thank you, man. All right. Talk care. Uh, talk to you later. Take care. When we come back, Todd Graffinini, our first guest of the day. John Sigler's coming up at 115. And Scott Rabelais is coming up at 215. There were 15,000 people at the PMAC last night as the Lady Tigers went 21-0. and What an atmosphere over there. As uh, they're the number three team in the country. So let's talk to Scott about that. John Sigler about the Saints in the NFL. But Pels play tonight. Let's see what happens. The voice of the Pelicans joins us next on ESPN New Orleans. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Tara, quote, My doctor wanted me to do saline rinses for my allergies, but I've never been able to successfully use a neti pot. Navage uses suction power, so it's foolproof. There are nights when I'll have particularly bothersome allergies. I'll bust it out, and the results are immediate. It's such a relief. It's become a lifesaver. Unquote. She's one of over a 100,000 online reviews praising Navage, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navage is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. I had to leave my parents. I had to move schools. I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure glad you're here. Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. Oh, oh, big 
soccer, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Kyra, he's really been the brightest spot tonight. Two-man game with Jackson. Floated up and in! Little teardrop from Lewis. Displaying the entire arsenal. Keep scoring. That was back on Sunday. Kyrie Lewis with um, a nice evening that night as the Pelicans are getting ready to take on the Nuggets. The voice of the Pels, Todd Graffinini, joins us. Sir, how are you? I am wonderful, Gus. Uh, watching shoot around right now, getting ready for the game tonight. And um, I can uh, tell you that Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum are out at shoot-around. They are not on the injury list, so they are going to play tonight, and that's very good news. That is very good news. You have uh, some weaponry going against uh, the Joker and the first-place Denver Nuggets. I I was thinking about this, man, um, as I was setting up the show this morning. One month ago, right, one month ago, I have this bite saved. It's 1231. We're we're having an awesome time Um, since I've gotten here. uh, It's been complete joy it's been a lot of work uh but we enjoy it we enjoy putting our heads down and working and staying connected and going out and, and just embracing the journey it's willie green and, and then zion had this to say oh, even jose had 38 uh and then bi y'all know bi uh but that just showed like like you said the camaraderie we have on this team the the respect and love we have for each other that, you know, Jose, Jonas, myself, CJ, BI, um, and even a few other guys just, you know, when, if a player is hot, you feed them. CJ had 11 threes. You remember that game. Incredible how a month things have changed, but he mentioned options. You hear Coach Green saying the joy and fun. And then recently he said we got to get back to that. It's been a rough month of January. No doubt about it, Gus. I mean, it's it's been pretty frustrating. You think about also during this eight-game losing streak, you've had a chance to win at least four or five of those games um, and just not able to finish it off. So, you know, it, they're, they're not that far away, um, but they just got to get back to, I mean, to me personally, you know, scoring the ball. That's, that's number one. But, you know, the defense has slipped as well. Uh, during this stretch, you know, we were top 10 in defensive rating all year long. And you know, during this stretch here in January, the rating has dropped to 16th in the league. So uh, it, it's really on both ends of the floor. And it's it's just, you know, not the same team that we watched for the first two, two and a half months of the year. And hopefully we'll get back to uh, some of the things that got them there. Right. Uh, again, getting Ingram and, and McCullum back are going to be key tonight because you're going to need against this. Denver Nugget team who is outstanding in this building. And I think one of the things I want to, I want to touch on too is, and you've heard obviously we've been talking about it, whether it's on our broadcast or whether it's here on the show, the reasons why in a month time things have changed. And a lot of it is you have to have your players that matters. But look, I'm not trying to find the silver lining. I'm just trying to say why I'm confident things will be okay, Todd. And as you mentioned the defense, you saw in a couple of those games, I would say after Orlando, You've seen this team get better on the defensive side, and you're starting to see guys that maybe were struggling shooting and scoring starting to score a little bit more. You heard the audio bite there as you came in with Kyra Lewis, but you're seeing some of these other guys put up double digits. We've had a couple of games where you've had six or seven players in double digits, and that's going to help once they go back to their reserve roles. 
no no question about it and look and you've talked about it many many times um with your frontline guys being out for so long those reserve guys are being counted on to get those points that an Ingram and a McCollum or a Zion Williamson are going to get uh, on a night in and night out basis but that's not what they're here to do on a night in and night out basis is score 20 points so now when Ingram and McCollum come back especially tonight then you're going to see, you know, a Jose Alvarado, if he scores 15, that'll be off the bench. By the way, he plays very well against Denver. Uh, I think the Denver Nuggets have seen enough of Jose Alvarado this year. Um, but, you know, he's going to bring that spark and energy, but he's also going to score as well, and that's going to supplement what McCollum and Ingram are going to do tonight. So, yeah, that's the key. Um, just to get guys back into roles that they are accustomed to, and hopefully Devontae Graham stays hot as he has been the last three ball games. Right. And uh, we'll see how many minutes Kyra plays tonight because uh, I know you're going to uh, bring him up. And everybody was very excited about what we saw in Milwaukee the other night. Now, he played 27 minutes against the Bucks because he had to. Right. Uh, you didn't have, I mean, you, you didn't have your full complement of players. And I'm just, you know, to play Kyra, play Kyra. Well, Gus, in a practical sense, whose minutes are, is he going to take away tonight with Ingram and McCollum back? Are you going to sub him in for Jose? Are you going to sub him in for Devontae Graham, who's 9 for 14 in his last uh, three ball games from three? Um, here's the thing, too, about Kyra. Um, he's 6'1". Uh, Denver's got some big guards. Yeah. So if you bring Kyra on the floor along with Graham or Kyra on the floor along with Jose Alvarado, that is a very, very small backcourt. Because uh, you're, you're talking about Jamal Murray, who's 6'5". Right. You're talking about Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's 6'5". Um, that's going to be a, a, a height advantage. So if Kyra does play tonight, I'd be very interested to see how they work him in, because I would think if he does come in, he's going to have to come in with Ingram and or McCollum on the floor just to save the height advantage. I'm glad you brought that up that way because it, it is easy for us to say, play that guy, right? You you know me. Play Billy. And it, it really is sometimes about matchups. And maybe that's sometimes that maybe we don't see either in media or at fans or understand it. Or, Todd, can it be as simple as that guy is a better scorer, that guy is a better basketball player, you got to go with him? Uh, I, I mean, again, I think it's more of a matchup deal, Gus, but I, I see what you're saying. I think the the best part about Kyra, and I was thinking about this before I came on the air, the best part about what we saw in Milwaukee is the fact we know he's 100%, Dust. He, he's fully back from the ACL. He is healthy. Uh, he, wouldn't play, he wouldn't have played 27 minutes uh, and, and showed the burst that we saw and, and you know, the coast-to-coast -coast layups and the rebounding and the assists. I think that's the key. So if you have to go to him for – you know, in any spot in the ball game, I think that the coaching staff knows that they can count on him, and he's not worried about you know his knee anymore. And that I think, I mean, it's all about confidence when you're coming off right. an injury like that, and he is fully confident again, and that's tremendous news. It's interesting because one of the things too that I asked you in the post game too was to, to specify if people hadn't listened to the game or whatever, and. I get it. You know, the AFC Championship game is going on, and it wasn't a close game score-wise. That said, his points that he got, they didn't come off the Bucks' second, third-string garbage time, right? Like, he, he won at the full complement of the Bucks. 
No, he took um, he took Drew Holiday off the dribble and blew right by him and laid it in. Uh, I mean, that doesn't happen very often. He went at Jokic. Uh, excuse me. He went at Giannis. I'm mixing up my uh, you know MVPs that you know we're going to play in back to back to back games. Um, but I mean, he you, you played uh, you played the coast to coast. You played that floater. Uh, he had the little teardrop in the lane, and he also made a three. So he scored at all three levels, and that's good. I mean, again, if you're going to have an option uh, to go to him, you know that he is capable of getting to the rim. You know he's capable of making an outside shot. If he has to make a right. floater in the lane, he can do that too. So, um, I, again, I'm really curious as to see if he, you know, if he plays tonight, how, will, how many minutes he's going to play and how Willie Green is going to put him in as far as the rotation goes. You said the C word there, um, confidence. And I yep. bring that up because, first, I, I I think this team's played Denver pretty well. Even in this last game where they didn't have a lot of their players, they lost by one and really made it a game there, which is crazy. But because you talk about matchups, they, they have confidence, I think, against this team. When we saw them a month ago at the height of the Pels being in first place, they felt they could win every single game they want. Todd, you're a baseball fan, as am I. It's puzzling to us, but we can understand it, how a 300 hitter or a guy that can strike people out all of a sudden can't find the plate or can't get a hit. It happens at every single level in every sport. Confidence can really hinder you from winning and can help you win, can it? I agree 100%. And right now, I believe they got a little bit of a confidence problem because they have not gotten the results and like i said gus um you know you i mean i hate to say coulda woulda shoulda but i mean think about i mean when all of us started uh back on mlk junior day in cleveland uh when you had the fourth quarter lead and was not able to to uh, finish it off then you go to miami how well that team played the pelicans played defensively in that game and allowed that little burst at the end of the second quarter for the heat to get back into the ball game you know, it, it, Orlando on Friday, uh, the Friday before Miami. I mean, you've had chances to win games and you haven't been able to do it. And that's, you know, going to make you kind of question yourself or, you know, can I score the basketball? Am I passing up wide open shots? Um, you know, but you know, I like what Willie Green said after uh, one of those games. He said, you know, a lot of guys think they have to do too much and that's, you know, extra dribbles and extra right. shots. But, you know, you, the Pelicans were winning games also. Because they were turning people over and getting transition buckets out of it, easy layups, deflections, steals, those the whole package, uh, and that's what we have to see. It's got to start, in my mind, on the defensive end, because the scoring is going to come. It really is. Uh, you know, Ingram has been inefficient as first two games back. That's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm expecting a pretty big game from Brandon Ingram tonight. Um, so, you know, and then McCollum's going to, you know, McCollum's been shooting the ball very well. We know what Graham's doing, so work it inside-outside. You know, Denver really is a pretty good matchup for New Orleans. I mean, the last three years we played this team, they have been tight games, and the Pels have actually won in this building uh, a couple of times. It's not very easy to do, uh, to win at altitude. Uh, you know, but they have the great you know, equalizer, Nikola Jokic, who can literally take games over. Right. And in that game last week in New Orleans, he had a triple-double, uh, but the Pels had a chance to win. C.J. Yeah. McCollum's corner three uh, was off the mark at the buzzer, or, or you would have won the game. I mean, think about it. Make or miss league. You win that game if C.J. McCollum makes that shot. So uh, you're not that far off with, as far as Denver go with the matchups. 
As we wrap up with you, Todd, uh, I think one of the things that I've been trying to pass along with fans, and I get it, I, I get the disappointment, is uh, I think Zion, you'll see him sooner rather than later. I loved hearing him last Friday say, I feel great. That's a lot better than, well, we'll see, right? Do you mentioning you're starting to see the what Brandon Ingram can be, the double teams, the dishing, and things like that, the other guy stepping up. I know it stinks to look at you in eighth, but you're three games from third, and you still got to play the Kings a few times, including on Sunday. You still got matchups and games with the rest of the teams, Dallas and stuff like that. Like to me, you can make up three games in 23 games after the All Star break, right? No question. You just again, you get on a three, four game winning streak, Gus, and you're going to jump in the standings because it's so jumbled up right now. And think about it: all the teams in the West are playing each other right now. So somebody's going to drop. I mean, somebody's going to win a game, but obviously somebody's going to going to drop in the standings. So just got to get your guys back and get on a nice winning streak, and everything is going to be just fine. Ty Graffinini, voice of the Pelicans. Go give him a follow at NT Graff. As always, man, appreciate the time. Talk to you tonight. Thank you, Goose. 800-998-1003, the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Buddy, winning your phone calls. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. The biggest names in sports are on ESPN Radio. Talking with the Hall of Famer Tom Glavin. The guy of Otani's talent. If he focused solely on pitching, would he become, you know, the best pitcher in baseball? I'm pretty sure he'd be a better pitcher. Adam Thielen, Vikings wide receiver. Every day it seems like a new receiver is, is breaking some type of record as far as guaranteed money. Do your ears perk <laughs> up a little bit? Definitely uh, is incentive to keep playing and, and keep taking care of my body to extend my career as much as possible. Dominican Sue, three-time <laughs> All-Pro defensive tackle joining us. What's happening, big baby? Can't stay away from me, huh? <laughs> nah, not at all. I'm enjoying every bit of it. Baron Davis joining us right now. Is there any accountability between players, or do you stay out of each other's business when it comes to contracts? Stay out of each other's business. <laughs> you don't get involved, and it's no what if. <laughs> the biggest names in sports come here, and it all starts weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and continues all day. This is ESPN Radio. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at Let'sRev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at Let'sRev.com. Let's Rev. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003, the upper cervical family chiropractic hotline. Don't forget, Dr. Joshua Lett sent me uh, a text to let you know. Couples bookings, couple therapies, anything like that you guys want to do for Valentine's Day, which is in a couple of uh, you know weeks here. 
10% off. You already get 10% off by mentioning the show, though, Mr. Professor. So you already get 10% off. All the services. Massages, acupuncture. You know, I'm going to actually see him tomorrow morning at 8.50. So get get adjusted here. Uh, um, Our question of the day, sir, go ahead and touch on that again. Question of the day is, so... Are you for or against a Derek Carr trade? That is what our question of the day is. You can call uh, on the Upper Circle Family Chiropractic phone line at 800-998-1003 or hit us up on the Twitter page at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, this is – we want you to, uh, to to give us a reason. Show your work. Sure. As we were saying. You know, if you believe that Derek Carr is a good trade for the Saints to make, why? If you – don't think he should be there, then why? Now, somebody already gave us a response on the Twitter page. Uh, I believe we read it earlier. Michael said, no trade. He's not worth $40 million a year. And that's what the big uh, – that that's what it could be for some folks is that he's not worth the money for them to trade for him right now. But what do you believe – if you're for or against it, tell us why. 800-998-1003, the Upper Circle Family Chiropractic phone line. We've also touched on the fact that, uh, as Field Yates reported yesterday as well, the Cardinals will be interviewing Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka for their head coaching opening. This will mark the fourth team for Kafka to interview. But as Nick Underhill, New Orleans, that football mentioned yesterday, the Cardinals have scheduled three interviews after meeting with Sean Payton over, you know, late last week. So it, it goes back to how we started the show. It really seems like it's Denver or Fox, right? I mean, D'Amico Ryan's at any second. I think we're going to find out that he's the Texans head coach. He just concluded his second meeting with them. And, I mean, the, the belief is that he will be offered that and then take it if that's the case. So you, it's the variables. It's the variables that Mickey Loomis is having to deal with here, right? Variable one is Sean Payton takes a job, what draft compensation you get. How does that help go about reset your roster, restructure, rebuild, reload, whatever? Because you can use picks to move in, move up, whatever. So you can plan a bit. If he goes back to Fox, no draft picks this year. You got what you got. How does that play into effect on that? Plus also the cap going up $16 million. Does that help you? Because you don't have to get nearly as, as below or... Does it make you maybe allow you, perhaps, to make an offer to Marcus Davenport? We talked about that in the opening segment, Professor. He is mm-hmm. ranked number 20 on ESPN's top 50 available free agents. So Mickey Loomis on those, uh, what, three Fridays now ago said that they'd like to if it makes sense. And I think the Saints have a number for a guy they drafted first, you know, in the first round. But I, I don't get the sense that they're going to back up the Brinks truck for him. Hmm. No, I, I don't think so at all. I don't, like, it's, again, you gotta say, is it worth it? Like, is it, is it worth it? Can you get something, uh, of value, uh, that wouldn't cost you as much? So no, I, I, I don't know if they're going to really back up the Brinks truck as they would say. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But for the car thing, the, the question today, I, look, I've said it and I've been on record with it. I understand why there's going to be the interest and why they may even go for it. I mean, again, I, I can't say they wouldn't when they were interested in 
were far along the process to the point where the team owner, Gail Benson, met with Deshaun Watson. I mean, if if you're going to do that, that tells you their mindset of where they look at. Um, I'm just leery, you know, because I, I had somebody text me, well, how is what you're saying about I'm leery about trying to go get a quarterback that didn't work elsewhere and you're not saying that about Rodgers? Rodgers, he didn't do it this year, but he won the MVP two straight years. Like, Rodgers isn't leaving Green Bay because it's not working for him or he's not good or they're not happy with him. They got a guy in Jordan Love that they traded for, and in in their case, he's getting paid a lot of money, and he's only there to try to win a championship. That's different than Kyle Shanahan moving up and trading picks to move up and get Trey Lance. And that's different than literally Vegas saying, hey, go home. We don't want you to get hurt because we don't want to pay you, Derek Carr. We're going to trade you. Like, that that's different to me, right? Yeah. And it's crazy that a flag football game could be your swan song. I saw somebody uh, <laughs> <laughs> tweeted out earlier, yeah, throwing two picks in the uh, <laughs> Pro Bowl game is going to be his goodbye to Las Vegas. So it's just, it's, that's crazy. It, it's crazy that that's what they asked him to do, but I mean, in the NFL, man, a lot of these teams will tell dudes to just go home. Yeah, I just we're we're done with you right now, so you just just leave. And that's apparently what's happened with Derek Carr. So, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, it, it, it's it's one of those things where I sure spend over. Look, it ain't my money. What, what do I care? You want to go spend a hundred million dollars? Spend a hundred. It literally doesn't affect me in terms of my own pocketbook, but their success and things of that nature, you know, it's, it's up to them, whatever they want to do. I'm just looking right. at it from a perspective of I don't go that route unless I legitimately think, Hey, if I have a quarterback here next year, man, we can go do all that. But remember, this is the other key. He has a no trade clause. He gets some say and some choice in that. For an extent, or it could be contentious between the Raiders and them. I, I don't know. It's just, I, he tweeted what two weeks ago, essentially his farewell Instagram tweet. He's like, he's looking forward about putting everything that he can into the next city and the next team that he plays for. So he knows mm-hmm. he's done. He's leaving. It's a matter of where they go and where does it go. And that's what we've been talking about the last couple of days and weeks. What is your selling point? Right? To even Derek Carr. I mean, like, what, what is your selling point to him? If you're the Saints. It's your selling point if you're the Saints is that he might be the guy that brings them there. That's the they the consistency at quarterback was the one thing that was missing for them to possibly get over the hump. Uh that they were right there on the door of winning the the division championship towards the end of the season. And if they had more consistent play from what they consider to be the most the most important position on the field, right? Then they might have been able to get over that hump, get over that barrier, win a division championship, and then, you know, anything goes in the playoffs. It gives him an opportunity because they were closer to the playoffs this past season than the, the, the Raiders were. So, I mean, you, you give them, you give him an opportunity to possibly play in the playoffs and play for, play some meaningful football in January and possibly even February. It just popped in my head the, the one thing that I would say. Nick, we can continue this conversation at the top of the hour. We'll take your phone calls, 800-998-1003. Go ahead and converse with us here, but we gotta go to the break and, and wrap up hour one. But think of this. The division. I think the division is a selling point. 
Absolutely. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Quick break. Nick, Gus, and y'all. 800-998-1003 on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. It's the Sports Hangover Hour 2 when we return on ESPN New Orleans. Let me guess. Unknown caller. You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection.